Okay, what's going on, guys? Welcome to a brand new episode of Energize One to Watch. Ross, introduce the guest. We have Ireland's only IMAF gold medalist from Bulgaria. It is Mr. Max Lally. Max, how are you doing? And how good does that gold feel? Look how that boys feels fucking amazing. Feels great. Congratulations, Max. Before we get into things like obviously myself and Ross were following the, the whole team, how they got on. I'm sure yeah. those people were not just us two, obviously. But then like seeing yourself coming home with the win with the gold, the only person in our like from the Irish team to come home with a gold. Now the, the the funny thing was you actually be another Irishman in the final, which is even more crazy to believe. Yeah. But coming home with that with that with that gold medal, just the, on your 18th birthday or the day before, like what 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 has the last few days been for for, for you? Oh, it's it's definitely been not not a dream, but I went over with the intentions of winning. I put my expectations up to that level. I feel like that I've been around the block, been doing the sport nearly nine years now. Been doing it since I'm a young like you know what I mean? So I really fell short lots and lots of times before this and I kind of really put my foot down training almost two sessions every day, Monday to Saturday. I really put me foot. I don't think I, I've ever trained as much for anything in my life because I had that expectation of bringing a gold medal back. And it felt really good to do that, like really good. But I did have a few challenges put in front of me. I actually broke my foot in June and I had to go and I was training on a broken foot for like a few weeks. I had to get a cortisone shot put into it and just continue training. But it was like the mindset in my head was almost like, this is my time. You know what I mean? You've been at this long enough now. You need to grab this by the scruff of the neck. And I feel like that's what I've done. You know what I mean? Even when I was when I got there, it was almost like I was like fascinated and I was like looking at the podium, I was picturing myself on top of the podium, and I was almost visualizing everything that it was doing. And this is like the day I only got there on the Wednesday. And I was fighting on the Sunday and on the Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. All them days, I was just like visualizing myself on the podium. I was visualizing myself submitting people and beating people and walking around the cage. And it was like the day of the fight, it was like almost like it was like, okay, you're going to be on the top of that podium by the end of the day. And I just believed in myself that much that I couldn't even talk. I wasn't even talking to anyone or that. And everyone was looking at me like, the fuck, who's this fella? Even all the like Kazakhstanis, Bulgarians, and all they were like kind of like when I was walking around, I was in the zone with my earphones and all on. They're all looking at me, being like, "It was this fella." Because before that, the Irish were doing good, but I don't think they were going through the amount of people that I went through or the amount of people Jordan went through. You know what I mean? I feel like when they seen me and Jordan going through everyone, they were like, "Okay, they, these hit, these are these, these are the different to take now. part." Hundred percent, hundred percent. Um. It was really, really, really enjoyable experience though, going away with the Irish team. It's the first time I've ever got to represent Ireland with a group of individuals and not myself. Sometimes I just go away for jiu-jitsu competitions. I'd be kind of by myself. Mm. But it was a really, really good experience. Yeah. And one Can thing I, I will say, go on, Basil. 
No, I was going to say, like, uh, you, sorry, Max just brought up one of the uh, a quote that he posted on his Instagram there after he won the gold, the gold medal. I just read it like you're giving people shout outs from the team to everything. And you did mention that you lost previously when like and you felt down. And then I think that is the main thing that every good champion has. They they lose. Maybe it doesn't have to be the highest, highest levels, but you lose. Yeah. And then you just have to keep going and going. You know what I mean? Like nothing in, wor- nothing in life is worth is worth anything if you're just handed it. If you have to work for something, you're going to treat that a hundred times more. And like, it's just, it's unbelievable looking at yourself. Now we've been like seeing your work, obviously training with, down with uh, Roddy and like hanging out with Jerry Harris and stuff. And then like just seeing yeah. you're putting in so much effort, like training like even with Sergey, there's just a, a like a gorilla squad going on there. Like you know what I mean. And then like coming out with the yeah. gold, it's just it's it's just so brilliant to see. You see someone working, putting their absolute bollocks, trying their hardest, putting all their effort into it, and they're coming on with the goods. And it's just it's such a brilliant thing to see, especially from a country like Ireland, and especially the way we only got one gold medal and it was you. Yeah, no, it's it's congratulations, Wood. Yeah, thank you. The only, one, the only, one uh, thing, sorry, one thing I, I did no, want to ask Max is that. Uh, Obviously, there was a big chess game over there between yourself and Jer Harris. <laughs> Who won that one? Uh, see, I actually believe I'm not. I won a Leinster title in chess. Uh, I represented uh, represented me because I live in me live in Ashbourne, and uh, me and a few of my mates we played chess in school loads for years, from like first class right up until sixth class. We played chess, and uh, we won a Leinster title. So I always play chess, always, and I remember. Uh, there, like kind of was smashing everyone in the gym. He goes up, yeah, boss, do you want the game? I was like, yeah, yeah, no, but we smoked them in the first game, and then after that, it started a little rivalry. Now the rivalry right now is I've won three games and he's won two, so we oh. still have the kind of it's kind of the next one kind of decides if you continue the rivalry or not. Oh, it's tight, it's tight as a top. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> one, one, thing, one thing I have noticed about yourself, Max, and I don't see it with too many Irish athletes. You have um, almost like a split cross train between SBG Nace and SBG Charlestown. Uh, yeah. What way does that work out? Obviously, Own Roddy, one of the best striking coaches in the world, and obviously, Sergey, top end wrestling coach. Obviously, you can see the attractions to both teams. But uh, what is your split there in terms of uh, your training so, times? The split with training times is the way I see it and the way I feel that every other athlete should see it is that I've rep Own as being my jiu jitsu coach since I'm out. 11 years of age and Sergey's been my wrestling coach since 13 years of age so there's a loyalty between the both of them and for those two men I do anything that's simple as I've a really good bond with both of them like father figures both of them I want to be exactly like them in a way and the way I'd explain it is I go to both of them gyms as much as I possibly can. And I mix it going down to DCA, the Muay Thai Club, with Craig and Cully and all them lads. Oh, we know well those boys as well. <laughs> yeah. I think they're still on the run Savage from Dubai. <laughs> Savage lads. Stop. But, um, you know I what, just, actually, bro, I just want to jump in there, Max. That's a, a very much George St. Pierre-esque approach. That yeah. you, you find some of the, the most elite uh, athletes in that respective um, sort of, trade and you go to them for that trade it's impressive 100%. it's like the way I see it is you're only going to get so far being in the same place all the time I'm going around and I go to East Coast for Jiu Jitsu I go to Sergey's for wrestling I go to I go to Roddy's for MMA grappling striking I go to DCA for striking and I've really felt the development not in in my training and how I perform in training and clearly now and how I perform 
in competition, I felt a huge. I feel I felt like I've almost jumped up a few levels in the past few months. And I really, really from January, I looked at that uh IMF tournament at the time it was in Turkey, I think it was in Istanbul in Turkey. And I said to myself, I'm gonna train as hard as I possibly can for the six months. As hard as I can. And that's exactly what I did. And looking back at it, it's almost like I'm thinking to myself, it was like I missed out on so much. It was like I'm the type of young fella that people be going out partying, be going out doing all sorts. And I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing this. Everything I do evolves around the sport. And it always has. And I wouldn't want that any other way because I'm simply like in love with what I do every single day. And it what feels it, so what good. Is it? Sorry, Max, what, what is it about that, that you actually love? Is it, is it, do you love, like, the camaraderie? Do you love, like, going training separate things? Do you like improving? Like, what, what is it? Because you seem to be just having a bit of fun with it. I know, like, like I know, obviously, you went on and won the gold there, so it's more than just fun, but you seem to be having fun while doing it. You don't seem to be, like, forcing yourself to do it, you know? No, not at all, not at all. It's, you get, I get this feeling of satisfaction, and it's a satisfaction of when I do something, so say, for instance, in MMA, doing a session, I'll do a session and then after a session with a little notepad uh, and I'll write down everything I did in that session. And from that session, with loads of other notes. And I've probably I've a little notepad is nearly full. I need to get new one. What I do is I link what I've done in previous sessions to the sessions I currently done. And I do that because I do lots of sequences. So sequences in striking, wrestling, wall wrestling, jiu-jitsu, and ground and pound. I'll link it all together. And it's almost like, all my mates call me a little weird. I'm saying, oh, you're you're a bit too obsessed with this. Like, But it's it's actually like, it's genuinely like a, a weird obsession that I have. And it's, when I'm in training camp as well, sometimes I have coaches telling me, yeah, Max, you need to stop training. Like, you're, you're doing too much. You're going to overwork yourself. Because I get mad aggro with myself. And I'll think that you're not training right now, and some fella in Russia's training, and he's gonna he's gonna beat you, or some fella in Kazakhstan's training, or some fella in Bulgaria's training, and I see it as they're not gonna outwork me at all. Like I'm never gonna let anyone work harder than me. Cause I, that's if there's one thing doesn't matter with technique, anything like that. I've I've heart, and I have a lot of heart, and I feel like that's gonna take me so far. Not just in MMA, but just in life altogether. And I know for a fact that anything I'll do, I'll try my absolute hardest to do it until I get it perfectly in my own mind. Does that make sense to you? It's That's a chess player. That's a chess player with the income coming out, you know? <laughs> Absolutely, Baz. <laughs> I, 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 think, I think this interview is coming out tomorrow and Kieran's coming out the following day. Yeah. But uh, if you actually listen to him in reverse, you'd swear Max Lally was uh, on the call with Kieran Davern because he was saying you just show up and you have to keep on getting better every, every day. And he was saying that, you know, when we were over there, when you were over at the IMAS, you're saying that the Russians and the Ukrainians, you know what I mean? Like, they're killers over there, and you have to have that mentality. Yeah. And it's, it's just very impressive to see someone as young as yourself, but such like level headed shoulders uh, on them, and like so driven. And I, I love to see it. And I think just one thing that makes you different, and that's one thing that we always look out for, is sort of your adaptability and your awareness that like, Different place you go into different places, you'll pick up these new things. And uh, Barry's a big fan of the pen and notepad, and he writes everything yeah. down for us. I'm I'm real go with the flow, but Barry yeah, writes everything down. 
And uh, but like I need him to write everything down. Like we would see <laughs> where where we are today unless he wrote everything down. Because uh, he even even to do with like the guests that we have on each week of the show, I, I yeah. understand it from that point of view because like it, it keeps he keeps us relevant by, by with that pen and paper. Yeah, no, I feel like as well as that is you need to write stuff down to actually see what you're doing. Unless sometimes I'll yeah. have Sergey around observing what I'm doing, pointing out what I'm doing wrong. But sometimes I feel like you have to do it yourself as well. You can't have everyone doing it for you. So I find that's a bit of almost like you're doing, you're doing it for yourself for improvement. You know what I mean? So I have, I look up all the best people in the world. I look up how Connor moves. I look up how Khabib moves. I look up how my particularly fra- uh, like favourite at the moment is how San- Corey Sanhagen, how he moves in striking exchanges. How the likes of Chad Mendes would move in wrestling exchanges. And what I do is I hand select one thing in a session. So recently I've been working lots and lots and lots on cage pressure. So what I'll do is I'll hand select one thing and I'll hand select one takedown. And I'll see if I like doing it and it feels good. So I've done I've been doing a few things. I've been at Islam Makachev and what he does against the uh, the cage. And I've been mixing that in with me training. And what I'll do is I'll do that for a session I'll do it for another session and what I'll do is I'll probably give it a three or four sessions and I know myself if it fits into what we do make sense yeah oh, absolutely you seem like the ultimate student of the game Max. you do Max you do Max like, <laughs> it's, it's quite impressive it's, yeah but like that's why people are, that's why we have you on that's why we're having people tune in like I mean you're saying stuff there about writing stuff down if someone's someone wants to achieve gold in anything I mean like having a direct plan and written down like thoughts that's going to help you more than like just writing on your phone your notes and come back a year later and be like Jesus, still forgot to feed the dog. Feed uh, dogs, it's like okay, <laughs> feed new dogs. But Max, obviously, obviously, your goal is, to, I assume, is to go pro in the end and like make this a career out of it. Um, this obviously, you have your first up and coming amateur fight and um, yeah. debut coming up. Uh, how do you how do you feel about that? And obviously, it's going to be totally different to the IMAF, say, you know, what I mean, you'll have strikes to the head, yeah, strikes no. on the ground. How do you feel about that? Yeah, sorry, for people that don't know, that's going to be on September the 5th on All You War Fighting Championships. It's going to be that's live it. pay-per-view as well. Perfect. Well, I feel a lot, I feel really good for this because I feel like in the OMS was very limited what I was able to do. I feel like mm. that I could have definitely finished a lot more people if I was able to strike to the head. If it was proper amateur, I feel like I would have finished everyone. 110%. I feel like that everyone sees me and... It's like, oh, he's a grappler, you know what I mean? And that's that's what I'm known as. But I feel like that, what I've been working on over the past few months, you're going to see, you're going to you're gonna see me fight September 5th and it's going to be like, okay, this fella's not just a grappler. I've been working lots on striking, clinching, everything. And what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to really, really showcase the past few months because the past few months have been changing, game-changing for me. And then... Um, I'm really, really looking for him against a really good opponent. He's, uh, I think he's four and six, five and six. He's a lot. And I wanted to make sure that for my amateur debut, I didn't want to come across another debut. I wanted to show that what I've been doing the past few years and how what my skill level is at. I want to showcase that. Then everyone in Ireland, everyone in the UK, and I want to really, really put everyone on notice September 5th. That's uh, my plan. And believe it or not, even when I was over at the IMF, it was like I was partly thinking about that as well. So I kind of fantasize. I'll be like, okay, after I win gold, 
you're going straight back to the gym today, Wednesday, and what you're going to do is you're going to go train and work on these set of things. You're going to work on striking. So your man's a southpaw. I'm going to work on striking me and southpaws. I'm going to be really, really focused in on this opponent. Uh, a Max, was that a bit of Paul Fogarty ma- magic not announcing the fight till uh, after the IMAFs, was it? <laughs> yeah. No. Be- believe-, believe it or not, I was... The way I see it is you have to focus on one thing at a time. That's simple as you can't be focused on three things at the one time. Yeah. Um I I always get overcarried and pause like, yeah, Max, you're gonna write to the eye Stop thinking about this fight. But part of me, I just can't I can't help it. Like, you know what I mean? That's like I'm almost like ah oh. in my head, I'm like, I have a fight September 5th and I'm in Bulgaria fucking getting ready to fight a lot of different nations, like you know what I mean? But uh, nah, I, was, I went into Paul, I think the night before I flew out and I was talking about the fight and he was like, you cop on, you, but you're going out to Bulgaria tomorrow, like you know what I mean? So, uh, but he's right. I feel like in the same way, I've been really blessed to have Paul. Uh, he really does help me out with training, mindset, everything. And uh, sound guy altogether, like you know what I mean? I'm not going to lie this has been a massive two weeks in your life that you'll probably look back and go geez, that was a roller coaster you know yeah. you saw him, him one hit management you go off the IMAFs win gold you announce your uh, debut fight and you turn 18 on the last two weeks like, that's yeah. a lot for any that's a lot to take in, on, yeah. but like absolutely incredible each one an achievement in their own right like, <laughs> <laughs> it's turning 18 into the achievement it is an achievement the way I see it is... Uh, Only because training SPG Charlestown is full of killers, you know? You're looking to pass, yeah. make past 17. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, like, as I was saying about Raleigh and Sergey, I'm very lucky to have both of them in the corner. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be where I am without uh, Roddy, Sergey. They're after really, really putting a lot of time and effort into me. And I, as I said, I can't, I can't thank them two men enough. Yeah. But look at all um, the experience they have, Max, as well. Like oh, being at the biggest stages, man. And you're like you're only enough. at the beginning, but like like your your background is now like MMA. It's like whereas a lot of people would have came in from being a black belt or a kickboxer or like back in the day. Now you're like a fully fledged mixed martial arts. It's just like yeah, I mean, you you're you're so you're not not that you're so lucky, but it's just like it's an amazing thing that you have at your doorstep. Oh, 100%, now, you know? Yeah, definitely. Man. And then look at getting the gold as well, man. It's like no, like your next few years are going to be so interesting. That's why obviously we had to get you on the one to watch. But I mean, the, like the next few years are going to be unreal. And even the way people are tuning in now, listen to you only after turning eighteen. Like I'm sure there's like two year olds listening to this, be like, "Geez, he's smarter <laughs> than me." And then on top of that, Basmo, the, the the actual the best version of Max uh, Lally that you'll probably see is probably the pro version where you can throw the elbows on the ground, you can throw the elbows oh, on the feet, and like especially if he's training DCA, uh, DCAA, you know those elbows are coming. Oh, hundred so like, percent! You know that cutting and the hurting. Yeah. You're, you're only you're only probably getting even as amateur. Uh, and May fights, you're probably only getting seventy percent of uh, the best version of them because you can't you can't go full Lally on them. Definitely, especially, especially. Uh, sure, I've I've been out with hands. I was in all in uh, New York, and before uh, I actually kind of properly got into MMA, I was doing a lot of jujitsu, like a lot of jujitsu. And um, when I was, I was starting to slowly catch up on a few brown and black belts. I was submitting, like as a as a blue belt. I'm still a blue belt. People don't believe me when I say it, but I'm a really at the time, a really, really, oh, I was really, really, I still am, but like in the same way, just in a jiu-jitsu perspective, I felt like I was at a really, really high level. And I decided to pursue MMA purely because of COVID. 
when COVID hit. There's purely, it's the only reason I decided to do MMA. I reckon if COVID didn't hit, I'd still be doing just jiu-jitsu. It was purely, and tell you what it was, only reason I started MMA was because it's the only training that was happening. The only thing we were trying. No one was doing jiu-jitsu. There you have it. We thought we did well out of the pandemic, Plasmo. Max Lally uh, might become UFC world champion now. <laughs> yeah. I know, I'm sort I'm sort of in shock right now. I'm like this like I mean at 18 I didn't really know what the fuck I was gonna do. I don't think in the last I think during COVID we like I totally turned my life around and like really knew what direction to go in. So like you've a good few years with like just knowing what you're doing, it's it's a pretty safe option, you know, Max? Yeah, no, it's I feel like that lots of Jumpless nowadays, they don't really know what they want to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. So every day I wake up, I just think whatever. I, I don't really believe in God or anything, but I believe that there's something there guiding me, if that yeah. makes sense. You know what I mean? And I thank that, we call it spirit. Everyone calls things I'm believing. Your ma thinks I'm a weirdo. She's kind of believes in God and all that. But I think there's something there guiding me in which way I need to go. But yeah. I thank it every day. For well, that's what you focus. believe in. That's all you need sometimes. You know what I mean? That's it. Well, I feel like you have to believe in something. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, you even look at the way your dad's like looking after you and what he's doing as well. You oh, know what yeah. I mean? It's like you're looking up to people that are uh, actually doing positive things for the community. So, I mean, that's only good for you as well. And you're, you're, you're just still developing as well. Um, like, can you tell us this? Like, obviously, you had so many messages from getting gold on your birthday. I'm sure some yeah. people didn't even know you won gold, or some people didn't know it was your birthday. But what was the what was the best message you received off anyone? Like, what was the one message, whether it be for either or? Tell you what, it was actually text me, Ma, telling her that he won. That was the best thing. What she say? Who's this? <laughs> <laughs> she, she, she. All my family were uh, they were all an emotional wreck. Uh, yeah. But the bed that was that that the whole enjoyment was it was to see that after I left the cage, I was on such a high, and then I just started crying. But I don't even know why I started crying. So I'm, I'm not I'm not a crier. You know what I mean? I'm not really an emotional person. But it was the best thing was I got a photo taken of me, of me and my dad. And it was the moment I left the cage and I just seen him, was he? Like, give me a hug, boss. And he just whispered in my ear, he's like, You're a world champion now. And I just started crying. And I don't know why, but it was because I think it was because, as you said, I fell up. I fell so short on so many occasions. I've had so many setbacks in jiu-jitsu in everything just in life altogether and I was just that moment in time it was like it's finally after paying off but sometimes you do get into a yeah. bit of doubt you're almost like is it worth it what you're doing like I've sometimes I'd be like I'd be in school and I sometimes just be sitting in school and I'm like I can't even focus in school because I'm thinking about what I'm going to be eating before training and what I'm actually going to do in training makes sense it's like a, yeah. 24 17 24 hour 7 you know what I mean just every single hour every minute every second I'm just thinking to myself how can I get better and what can I do to make myself better and I, th- I think that's, that's what you have to do to be great that, that, that's yeah. the thing I think I think people who have never actually found something they're passionate about don't understand that obsession don't understand no. that a desire to thrive and do better and 100%. I think that's something that you know is blatantly obvious in yourself um, Max, is there any uh, last thing you want to say before we have a quick look at UFC 265 this weekend? I'd just like to thank uh, my two coaches, Sergey and Alan, for everything they do for me all the time to put into me. I'd like to uh, thank Paul. Uh, I'd like to thank everyone out of SPG Charlestown, SPG Nice, and DCA for everything they did to me for the 
throughout the training camp. And all my teammates as well. I wouldn't be as good as I am, wouldn't be as motivated as I am without everyone I train with. I'm just really grateful at the moment for the people I have around me. And I'm looking forward to the future because I feel like I really am only getting started. So yeah we're actually yeah. we're actually we're actually very proud of you but like uh, we actually sent a message <laughs> to your dad as well saying like you should be super proud and everything just like this doesn't happen often like and also the olympics are there and we mentioned as well team Ireland weren't actually allowed to train with each other so if they're like our own board yeah. trying to sabotage us like it's a fucking yeah, joke it was a joke like, they, did. they can stop you but you still came up with the gold you know <laughs> but, but like see, yeah there was literally they like i think we did three sessions they're like three weeks we did sessions together and then it was like i think it was whatever bleeding the <laughs> Irish Spartan kind of body. They said we couldn't train with each other. So that straight away gave us a disadvantage. Whether you have the country's fund and Russia and all that, that gets sending them away. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And very like bronze grateful. medals only, lads. Bronze medals only. And Max Halley was like, fuck that. <laughs> fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, we were actually really lucky uh, for Connor to uh, send everyone. Like, not, ev- not everyone would do what he did. And from that, he produced the world champion in himself. And for that, I'm really grateful for Connor and I thank him. Like, I have endless... Watch some endless so <laughs> Yeah, he probably will watch this one. He, he watched a few, yeah. he watched, he's checked out a couple of them, yeah. Yeah, deadly. No, but seriously, I have endless, endless, endless amount of respect and I ever, when anyone ever tries bad mouth to me, I'll always stick up for him because what he did... He sent away 27 athletes to represent Ireland on the world stage. And what we were doing was we were looking at our sponsors, trying to fund ourselves. And I was, I was fortunate. I have lots of good sponsors behind me, like uh, MSL Skoda, Dara O'Malley. Oh, Paul Yeah, and like all of them. Like, and I'm just really, really grave for the people I have behind me. But for Connor to swoop in and do that for us, it's just unbelievable. Because you don't see anyone else in the world doing that. Yeah. You know I don't mean? think I don't think if it was for Connor, I don't think you'd be giving us a career as well, to be honest. <laughs> no, but it's just really it's just really, really good to see for someone at his standard, someone at his like he's a big superstar across the world. And he sees a bunch of lads and ladies training hard doing the sport they love and he decides to sponsor each and every single one of them and you send them away. He, it's a beautiful people thing. can say what the, people can say what they want about him, but his level of ph- philanthropy in Ireland is unmatched by any sports star of all time. Unmatched. So, like, you can say what you want, but uh, when it comes down to it, he's got a good heart and he puts it in the right place sometimes. And on yeah, this occasion, definitely. he's given Irish athletes a chance to do what they love and not have to not have their parents have to worry about putting their hands in their pockets to sort them out. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that's, I couldn't have, the way I see it with Connor, he's a proud Irishman. That's what he is. That's how I'd explain him. He is proud of his country. And sometimes you get a few, a few dopes. Yeah, no matter. Yeah, for it. Like, Connor, it's like he's going away and he's fighting the best in the world. And sometimes you still hear dopes saying, oh, he's, he's done this, he's done that. This, like, the way I see it is I will have respect for any man or woman that goes away and represents their country in the best way possible. And I'll have respect for it because it's a big thing to do and it's something you should be proud of. And I feel like Connor's proud going away representing his country every time he goes and fights. And that's, the, that's where the respect, that's where all the respect comes from. And on top of everything he's done for the sport and everything he's done for me because I'm, as a result, I'm a world champion 
more or less because of him. You know what I mean? In that type yeah. of way. And that that's that's and my first world title. Soon as I get um, every time I'm gonna remember, I'm gonna look at this medal and I'm gonna remember. I'm gonna say that's because of Connor. You know what I mean? Can, can you show us? Can you show us a bit closer to the medal as well for people on Spotify? Um, you're Put gonna have to go on YouTube. Does, yeah, show us the back as well. Does it have a name in it? Playing the deck now. I'm gonna get my name uh, engraved into it though, and I'm gonna yeah. get a friend. Definitely, definitely, yeah. definitely do. Uh, speaking of uh, you know, first world championships, and speaking of uh, Conor McGregor. UFC 265 this weekend goes down in Houston, Texas. It's for the interim UFC heavyweight title between Cyril Gann and Derek Lewis. Um, Max, we'll go straight in with the main event and straight to you. Tell us, yeah. what do you think of this fight and who do you see coming out with the win? Now, I have a... <laughs> I, love, I love Derek Lewis. Who doesn't? Most entertaining person and it's almost he's that entertaining I, I, I've never heard anyone say I don't like Derek Lewis he's just one of those fighters I want, I want Derek to win realistically but at the same time I feel like that in France I feel like France MMA is very underrated they have a few savages out there you know what I mean but I feel like that Derek I've seen a huge especially in his cardio in this past few fights, you've seen, I've seen such an improvement. I think that he gets a fourth round knockout. That's what I think. I think that he's going to get absolutely boxed around for three rounds and out of nowhere he's going to pull out something and knock your man out. Basmo? What do you think? <laughs> no, see, I, like, I, th- I think the UFC would uh, like obviously want to see Sio Ganwin and then potentially put him against Francis Ganu. Like that, that would like blow the roof off like, yeah. somewhere possibly in France or wherever you want to have it. Derek Lewis, I, like I agree, like his cardio, you've seen him moving now. He seems more agile, yeah. whereas before he sort of like just plodded around the place. Yeah. But I think this could be a bit of a Derek Lewis and Ganu sort of thing, like just sort of not as entertaining. Now, I don't even like saying that, but I think Gan, he could just sort of meet his match, sort of go back to the drawing board and build himself back up like Ganu. Literally at, yeah. at, two, at Ganu 2.0. So that's why I go for Derek Lewis. But I think Gan uh, against uh, Ganu would be brilliant. Uh, Ross? You know what? I'm going to go three for three on Derek Lewis. I think people need to put a bit of respect on that man's name. Uh, if he wins via knockout against Cyril Gann, which is the way he tends to win, he'll have the most knockouts in UFC history. And I think he's the man to beat. I think what's going to happen is you'll probably see Cyril Gann win the first two rounds. He'll probably throw three or four times the amount of strikes that Derek Lewis will do. But uh, he's got that, he's got that uh, light switch in his hand and he will knock out Cyril Gann. And he'll make that UFC heavyweight belt look small. <laughs> would you say? Would you say then if it, it would be Lewis and Ganu next? Yeah, because uh, John Jones so, doesn't yeah. seem like he wants anything right now. You know, John Jones and Steve Miocic seem to be out in the cold with the UFC brass. Yeah. All right. All right. The, in the, obviously there was a, the co-main event. It was after being pulled for the women's bantamweight title. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I changed <laughs> screen so I couldn't see it. Uh, but in the co-main event, Jose Aldo is taking on Pedro Munoz in the bantamweight division. Uh, Ross, we'll start with you. Uh, Jose Aldo, Pedro Munoz, what do you expect from here? I think they're still fighting the dog left for Jose Aldo. I think over three rounds, it suits him even more. I think he's a very hard man to beat in a three-round fight. I expect him to win the unanimous decision on this occasion. I just don't think Pedro Munoz, as good as he is, is at the elite, the elite, and I don't think he can beat Jose Aldo if you're not the elite of the elite. What about uh, you, Max? Yeah, Max, Max. first of all, where, where were you or what age were you when Connor knocked out Jose Aldo as well? <laughs> I'll never forget it. It was near Christmas, I remember. December 12th, I think it was. 
Yeah, I remember it as clear as day. And I remember sitting down, man, that, looking at the Christmas tree. Because that Christmas tree was up very early because <laughs> that's the type of weird family we are. And I remember sitting down. And soon as I sit down, it's like, I, soon as I, I was like, I, yeah, I shit the couch and I was jumping back up and I was like, yes. I'll never, I'll never forget that. And I, I was like, that, that, I'm not going to know. And my dad was like, oh, no, no, we couldn't believe it. I, I've looked at Jose Aldo for a while. I always believe it or not, looked at before Connor, um, before he fought Marcus Brimage in the UFC, I seen Connor fight on Cage Warriors. And before, what? Gets Ivan Bunchinger. Yeah, they. I remember this slip in the left hand. But I always watched Anderson Silva and Jose Aldo. That was the two I always used to watch in the UFC because I knew the UFC was the elite elite. I used yeah. to have the. Uh, I can't remember the game, but I always remember me and my cousin, me and my cousin Sean. He had it on his Xbox, and I'd always be Anderson Silva, and he'd always be John Jones, and we'd always just be fighting each other on the Xbox 360, and. Um, that's when I really start watching Anderson Silva. From Anderson Silva, I start watching Jose Aldo. And I'll never, I'll never forget when he fought uh, Uri- Uriah Faber. Kick the leg I off. Put my crutches, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I knew he was up against a tough Jose Aldo. In my opinion, the best. As he, he was on unbeaten for over a decade. And he did it in 13 seconds. Yeah, you know that, I mean? was, that was unreal. You know, what's, you, know what's, you know what's funny? Jose Aldo was younger than Pedro Munoz. Is he? Yeah. For how much? For like a month. But still. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Jose's been around a long time as well. Max, so, how's, how's this one end? How's this one end? I feel it's a dominant three-round decision to uh, Aldo. I feel like that. Aldo has three, four. I feel like what's going to happen is, I know Garbrit's going down to... Uh, is Garbrit, no, way, Gar- yes. Never mind. Garbrit's going out to flyweight. Yeah. I feel like I'd love to see Cody Garbert against Jose Aldo. That was the fight I was hoping to see. But I banned him if he's moving down to flyweight, I doubt that'll happen. I feel I like Ted... Cruz. Dominic Cruz versus Jose Aldo. I'll watch that. <sighs> I'd watch oh. that, definitely. I want I want Aldo to win and then fight TJ Dillashaw. That'd be good. I feel like I feel like TJ beat him. Um what I'd love to see uh in Bantamweight, I'd like to see Sean O'Malley step up and there. Uh, fight a kind of a high calibre opponent I'd like to see Sean O'Malley against Aldo because I think Aldo would smash personally definitely possibility anyway that would be possible well here look and then the, the, we'll just look at one more fight this week as well that's not to be missed Baz give us your quick prediction for that one so Jose Aldo and then potentially oh. find Tita Dillashaw after right. uh, Max your division Michael Kess is taking on Vincent, Vincente Luque in the welterweight division what are you expecting from this as well Luke, is that is that the guy that's called Hands? No, is it Hands Stone? Is it? I've seen him have a no, few. Luke, Luke beat Woodley by a uh, Bravo choke in the last fight. It was last fight. Oh yeah, I remember. Oh, yeah, I do. I remember that. Um, I'm actually not a welterweight. I'm a lightweight. Just to say, I was just, I just wasn't actually fighting the welterweight. Yeah. Well, like I have to say, it was your division then. Man, you have, man, you have a gold medal there that says otherwise, right? <laughs> the options were heavyweight. The options <laughs> yes. were heavyweight, bantamweight, or welterweight. So I have to say, this one was your division. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, nah, I'm not. I'm definitely not a bantamweight and a heavyweight. But um, I think um, Luke, I think Luke is too slick on the floor. I think that Michael Kies is really, he's a really good wrestler, really good pressure. I feel like that. It'd be kind of that Michael Chandler, um, Charles Oliveira kind of thing. That's what I think it will be. I think that we'll see that we'll see the wrestling exchanges, and I feel like Luke will wrap them up. So I'm going to say second round submission. Boy, Darius, Basmo. 
I think Kiesa is going to win this, lads, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm going to agree with you as well, Basmo. I like Kiesa. The, 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 do you see, yeah, do, do you see like Kiesa? Kiesa probably wouldn't have taken this fight until he, unless he believed he could win it. I think he's going to try and take him down. That's the point. Like, I mean, I, the majority of the time I'm wrong, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Lads, one more fight everyone has to watch out is watch out for is the main event in the prelims. It's Bobby Green against Raphael Fiziev. Like, Fiziev is the definition of the Tasmanian devil in the octagon. Yeah, he, he is the matrix. Also, uh, also, sorry, a couple more shout outs. Uh, Friday, Michael Conlon's take, taking on Dohany uh, in the boxing. Uh, obviously, the BJJ Irish team and Great Britain team are taking on the USA on Saturday. UFC 265 is on as well. And shout out to Clamores on Sunday everyone, for everyone that's competing on that as well. Oh, also, shout out Brian Moore for winning on Bellator. Oh, yeah. Palahan for winning Callback Global. And uh, Kiefer, we're always with you, man. Hard luck for, uh, uh, over in Bellator as well. So, they're the only the last shout outs I need to put out. Uh, Max, do you have any shout outs you need to give? Shout out to everyone that's with me. Shout out for everyone for the support. The support I got over the past few days, absolutely unbelievable. Couldn't even put it into words. The amount of thank yous, the amount of praise, the amount of everything that I got is just absolutely blown away. And I'm really happy. I'm really, really fortunate to have the country of Ireland behind me and everything I do. So, and good yeah. luck to everyone fighting on Clan Wars as well. I'm looking forward to seeing their fights. Well, there, there you have it, Max. Yeah, so, uh, Max, just the last words for yourself. Like, uh, What's the sort of plan for the next couple of months? Are you just head down, building up towards IU or fighting championships on September the 5th? That's the plan. That's, that's the, the plan. plan. That's it, man. Um, just keep just keep doing exactly what you're doing. You know, well, your, all the results are, are paying off. That's the way I see it. I see it one at a time. Um, I'd like to... I'm going to actually be going to be doing... I think there's an Irish Nationals in the IMAFs as well for uh, the lightweight spot. Um. So I'm going to be fighting for that spot as well. But um, I'm just going to take it one at a time. A few little goals that I want to complete before the end of the year. Um, I'm going to go away for the Nogi Worlds in Texas. IBJJF. I'm going to fight Adult Blue Belt. And um, I'm going to do my absolute best to win. Um, I want to go over to Texas and I want to try grapple. Go over with... You ever heard of Tiger, Bro- uh, Tiger Brothers in Jiu-Jitsu? Uh, Andrew and William Tiger. Legit no, guys. No. Um, I fought uh, I fought Andrew Tackett in the Pan Ams in 2017 as a kid hmm. and he submitted me really quickly and ever since then I've been kind of looking at him and he's after really making a big bang in the jiu-jitsu scene now he's fighting on all I know you're coming from shows. <laughs> I, I say he'd still smash me but I just want to go over and get my opinion get with the two most exciting kind of grapplers that I've been looking at recently of course with uh I'm really friendly with Gary Town and all them over there. In well, not very casual slip in. That was very casual. Have to slip that in. Have to yeah. show all my boys out in America. Yeah. Um, all me, all my uh, mates in New Jersey as well. Corp Pellegrino, Francis Marshall, all the lads down there as well. I've been going over to America uh, every summer since I'm about nine years of age, and I've been training with these guys for a very long time as well. So. Well, Max, uh, yeah. I think I think that's the best way to sum up one to watch. You are yeah. definitely someone to keep an eye on going forward. <laughs> and it's not just the gold medal. It's the work ethic. It's the, the skills. Chest. It's everything. It's the, the game chest. chest. The chest, oh, the main thing. Not, oh, not the UC5 picks, though. Not the winning picks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, guys, if you have watched this video, make sure to head over to Max's Instagram. Give him a follow. Make sure to like this video. Leave a comment below on how proud you are of him. And <laughs> give a subscribe. And as always...
Stay energized. And so seeing you guys a couple of times, I've seen a couple of clips. I think you've done some interviews with Dylan Moran and that. But I, I, I saw. So keep going. Keep up the good work, guys.